Hello everybody and welcome back to my brand new series of the Discord, well oh, fuck, what's it called? The Refrag Podcast. Today we are discussing uh, topics and I guess it's based on our life, I guess, about games. Gamers. Based about games and all that fucking fun shit. So yeah, um, um, let me introduce the co-host, uh, his name's Keanu and he's a something something man. Up and something, man. All over the place. Uh, you might want to introduce your Aboriginal tribe. Alright. Um, my tribes are... I have a couple of different ones. The main one I identify as is Wongo. And Nunyul. So Wongo from around the Kalgoorlie, Aspirants, Naju area. And Nunyul from north of Broome on the... Um, it's called yeah north of broom so way up north of wa how, how do you spell nunyul n-y-u-n n-y-u-l oh, i think i think they're the rainmakers you might be related to the to the rainmakers you know i don't would i the rainmakers all the way up north um if it's really crossing into that yeah, Fitzroy Crossing, that's my area. So anyway, let's get into... Oh, and don't forget, you're a Naju man as well. And Naju. I didn't so, mention Naju before, yeah. And you're probably uh, every other uh, Aboriginal tribe. Fuck. It's crazy how much. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah. And if you, two, if you two try to fucking demonetize my shit again, I can get fucked. Yeah. Well, not like you can get demonetized now anyway. They're giving you shit for it. I'll get into YouTube problems after this because it's taking forever to get monetized again. This is bullshit. I was monetized. Yeah. I was earning money two years ago. Then they released a law that said you have to get a thousand subs and six thousand watch hours, which is ridiculous to earn money. So basically, yeah. I'm earning fuck all, and I'm getting all these views. I just get nothing for it. So yeah, Halo, well, Halo Infinite now. Halo to Infinite. Now about Halo Infinite, I've got a real big problem with this game, eh? Oh, what's it? What's your problem? Well, like, it's just played with microtransactions. And like... Yeah. There's a problem, like, it feels like I'm playing Call of Duty when I look at the menu screen now. Like, just think about all that content that would have been in the game for, like, the main game when it releases, but it's all just... You, you can't even like physically unlock most of the content without buying the battle pass and like all the all the stuff you can unlock without buying it is just trash default shit yeah like, you don't get anything good default which is like sort of goes against good game design really like you can't you can't do challenges to unlock cool skins you have to like buy the battle pass and grind your way through it and like battle passes are the concept just bring down games overall I think and it's not just the battle pass, they've got the actual store that has like um purchable items. There's this one item which is a katana which goes on the back of you, like a katana that you just like you're basically wearing it and it has no like in game um Value. actions at all. Purely cosmetic. And it's fifteen ninety nine dollars for that and it's it's only used for one you can only use it on one skin for your Spartan. Like, fair enough, they released the game early and they release it for free, but, like, like, all the content is basically 
lock behind a paywall. And if anything, yeah. the strongest point about Halo Infinite is the gameplay, and like, it's fun and that, but like, there's only so much you can do without like unlocking content these days without paying for it. The only thing that sort of can excuse the dumb paywall for me is the gameplay is good. It's like really solid. Like. If the gameplay was garbage and it was like everything was stuck behind paywalls, I would not be able to get into it whatsoever. And it's just ruining games, you know. But the fact that they actually managed to make a solid game makes me look forward to the um, campaign a lot. Like, even though everyone's going to complain about the story, like, most people don't even play Halo for the story. It's just fun. So the gameplay is solid. The campaign seems like it's going to be solid as well. I hope it's solid. Because if it's not, then the game's gonna die. That's that's like the main thing that people want is Master Chief. And yeah. considering the what happened to Halo Five, like, and how that how they released the game early and like, it's good and but it's bad. Like I was expecting the game to come out December eighth. Like, I wouldn't yeah. e I wouldn't even mind if it came out late or where, when it was supposed to come out. But they just decided to release it early. For, it's weird how they release it early. It's like they're promoting something. They're trying to promote their gonna, game in a way. Yeah, I was going to mention, it's weird how you said they release it early when this is like the fifth time it's been delayed. <laughs> Only the multiplayer is in a playable state, I think. Not sure about the campaign, but that should be very close to being released. Have you actually seen the story, the, you know, the full story after Halo 5? After Halo 5? I'm not going to lie, I didn't play Halo 5. I'm pretty Just sure Katana dies. Or she disappears or something on the cliffhanger. Yeah, that was like a big cliffhanger. Like, uh, not cliffhanger. Sort of spoiler that was going around. Like, everyone was talking about it for a bit, but... Like, I thought that Cortana died in the fourth one. Like, I left the game thinking, oh yeah, Cortana's not around anymore. And then, apparently she died in Halo 5. And I was like, looking back on it, like, oh, she died? I thought she really died. So the way that they told the story number four was like kind of convoluted. That it, it confused me a little bit. Yeah, she sacrificed. She sacrificed herself for something. I think for Master Chief. In Halo Four. Either four or five. I'm pretty sure Master Chief died. He he apparently he died in Halo Five. I think. Because at the start of the Halo Infinite trailer, Master Chief is floating in space. He floating, but he's in the trailer for Halo Infinite, so. I know, but like after Halo 5, apparently he died. But I think they bring him back to life just for Halo Infinite. So the game implied that he died? Yeah, because he was floating around in space on the first Halo Infinite trailer. Oh, you know that floating around in space can't kill him. I know. But like, how many times has Master Chief died? Too many. And the, the one problem I got about like the campaign is like, I really hope it's not going to be plagued with microtransactions as well. Because it looks like it's more going to be like Destiny and it's going to be like open world in a way. It's going to be a live yeah. service game. One thing that I really like about the approach that Sony's been going for is that it's pretty much vilified like having like microtransactions in a story. Like the way that Sony sort of approached single player games has been like pretty refreshing. Yeah, they're the kings. Like having like a Games like Ghost of Tsushima, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us Part 2. Like, no matter what your opinion on either of the, either of any of those games are, 
they're solid games and like they're good single player games. They don't rely on multiplayer as their main selling point. It proves to the industry that these games can work. And like it's just that the industry has been putting effort into that sort of stuff. It's like they don't put any effort into it and they're already expecting it to fail. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of like Activision how like how they treat Call of Duty for Halo. It feels it feels the same for the content. So like you saying it's like a bit more of a I think it's more of a corporate sort of standpoint like the way that they market these games and like they try to appeal to the lowest common denominator when that just it just doesn't work appearing to us like appealing to as much people as possible because then then you got scenarios where no one's happy like look at the new um Call of Duty Vanguard like that's trying to appeal to as much people as possible but it's not appealing anyone they really fucked up there. That that's like a whole nother segment here, Vanguard. Like, it literally looks like doesn't even look like a fucking fun game at all. It looks like they reskinned the modern warfare with a World War Two aesthetic. That's you, literally what it is. Do you know what my one of my um I think I heard someone saying that oh they were looking forward to playing Vanguard for the World War Two history or something, and that's that's all there is is the World War Two history. Like, I remember, I remember playing um, what was it, Call of Duty World War Two, and I could barely get through the campaign. Like, the wait, what was I thinking of? Um, uh, Battlefield World War Two. Yeah, that's right. Um, Battlefield Five. They all the settings in the game just didn't really appealed to me because I just chose like the most random left field ones um you mean the war stories actually they covered most of the European front there was like a <laughs> World War 2 game where they were saying like never seen before battlefronts but then like they didn't really deliver yeah it was Battlefield 5 because it took them forever to do the Pacific front yeah that one just came out like the start of this year with Battlefield 5 like it took way too long to release the Pacific DLC, and it sort of just killed the game. Did that? Did that fucking DLC even come with like new war stories? Hmm, not sure actually. So I'm assuming not. Like the they war wouldn't stories even bother. Were right. They weren't the main selling point though. With Battlefield games, it's always the multiplayer. And plus, I had a battle royale that game. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. That's right. <laughs> Battlefield Five had a battle royale. I completely forgot. What was it? Fire breath or some shit? Fire storm, I think. Oh yeah, the one, the one with the tractors. That's the only thing I remember is the tractors and the snow. And like I remember, somehow they had helicopters, and it's just like, wait, they had helicopters? No, no, they didn't. And now we've got Battlefield Forty Two, which have you? If you've seen it, it's just, it's everything I expected it to be. Yeah. Like I'm That's not even gonna bother. That's one thing that sort of... You are correct on that. It's everything I expect it to be as well. Now, looking back at EA and Battlefield's track history of their like first launches for their games, they are garbage at launches. Like, I can't think of any other game, or any other gaming company that's worse than launching their games than Ubisoft. EA. 
Ubisoft is up there with them. But EA with the Battlefield franchise, and there hasn't been a single good like Battlefield game since like Bad Company Two. That's been good on launch. Yeah, even ba- Battlefield Four. When it Battlefield released, Four was, was, was horrendous. Battlefield Three was barely functional. But then Battlefield Three became like one of the best ones. Yes, easy. And then um, like what else? After Battlefield 4, we had Hardline. That's like hard what? You know, it's like the whole setting didn't really work for the Battlefield franchise, I think. Yes, it's one of the shittest Battlefield games. It probably is the shittest Battlefield game. I won't call it the shittest because it's like the one that I've played the least. Like, I don't think I've even bought it. I've only just like seen... I barely remember that. Like, played it at my friend's house and then like watched a bit of gameplay and that's all I can say about it. Like, the setting just didn't really appeal to me, like... I didn't really want to play as cops and robbers. It was a different company as well. Yeah, it wasn't the. It was, what's his name? The same fellas who made um. Dice. It wasn't Dice. Oh, fuck! What's their name? Was it? What's their name? Uh, Visceral. I'm pretty sure. Visceral. 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 The same guys who made um. What's his name? But yeah, anyway, back onto like the original point. Like, yeah, visceral games. Dead Space. And I'm Dead, I mean Dead Space. It's a good studio, but EA t- demolished them. They shut down now. It's good. It's bad because they had, they had Dead Space in their IP. Mm. But yeah, anyway, back onto the original point. Like, Battlefield and EA are so bad at launching Battlefield games. Well, Dice and EA are so bad at launching Battlefield games. It's not... F- it's so predictable now. New Battlefield game, new shit launch. It's like clockwork now. And to act surprised at this point, you're just kidding yourself. Like, you can't act surprised when Battlefield drops and it's garbage at launch. So give Battlefield 2042, I think. Give it, like, a year or two, and it will be, like, a, one of the funnest games to play going, I reckon. But, like, oh, at this moment now... Uh, I haven't played it since the beta, so I'll give it another go, see how it's like at launch, because apparently they didn't, apparently like the beta version was the one from months before launch, not right before, so it wasn't indicative of the final product, but the final game's still buggy as hell, I've seen gameplay. Yeah, I'm not even going to like, spend any money on it, I don't think it's worth it for me at all. Yeah. I think both, um... Both Vanguard and Battlefield 2042 both dropped the ball. Like, first-person shooters just aren't haven't been doing good lately. Yeah, I know. They're like... I, I play more single-player games now, even after Siege. I don't play that at, at all. Yeah, I got back into Siege the other day. It was fun. But I don't see myself playing it, like, daily, you know? Like I used to. Yeah, so what's the point? We've done all that. Been there, done that. I think it, it is better for us to move on, especially yeah. after what you and did. With to to scratch that like first person shooter multiplayer itch, I think Halo Infinite might be the way to go. Yeah, there's Halo. It's fun, but like, there's just something wrong about it. Yeah, there's like because the game's not launched yet officially. It's, we're playing like a multiplayer beta. It, that's why it doesn't feel right. It's like... 
it just has it just feels off i know like the, the, the quick play beta. game mode you can't even choose what type of game mode you play it puts you in a random quick play quick quick play game mode yeah i think that's just because you know the game's like not fully out yet which i don't know it's annoying like can studios just like release games that are good from the get-go like ghost of shishima like that game was beautiful on launch like i literally have zero complaints about it yeah that's like a nine slash ten it's like a nine to ten out of ten it's and god of war god of war 10 out of 10 easy um like the gameplay was just so good horizon zero dawn i don't want to sound like a sony shill but oh man to kind of make it hard not to just with the games that have been dropping but my biggest criticism of sony is they don't look after their other developers that aren't producing their you know heavy hitters like um hmm um, because like there was been there was another PlayStation exclusive studio, and they got into a bit of drama with PlayStation because they felt like all of PlayStation's efforts were being focused onto like Naughty Dog and Santa Monica, and were they talking about indie games? Ah, uh, not indie games, but it was like another Sony studio. It wasn't and... the guys who made Days Gone, was it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, the guys who made Days Gone, like the dude that was in charge of that studio. He wasn't really too happy with Sony, like, the way that, you know, preferential treatment, like, you know, is sort of based off of how well the game performs. So it's like, with Sony, it's go big or go home, and if they go medium, then, like, Sony just... It's like a disappointed father, you know? It's just... like the way that sony reacts i mean like they're a japanese company so that sort of makes sense the way that they're reacting they have like a super strict like word culture over there its results will go home the thing is with sony but like it's not what they haven't made bad games it's like the games that they do release have been delayed because of like even there's like god of war ragnarok got delayed because of the actor had to have surgery so they delayed it for like six months just for him like, I mean, it shows you they actually care about, like, studios and stuff. Well, yeah. And, like, their workers, but... You know, it's like... They do care about their studios, but... They care more you're one of their big earners. And, like... I want the game... The studio that made Days Gone... Like, I want them to succeed, like... And I want them to get the funding from Sony, but, like... You know, it's like... The way that Sony sort of handled Days Gone, it's like doesn't really sit right with me. Yeah, apparently the guys who made Days Gone announced that they're not going to make a sequel. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Days Gone Two. Yeah, I don't think anyone would want it. Honestly. I gotta finish Days Gone, so I don't know. The the developer is Bend Studio. Yeah, Bend. Um, they made Bend. They did the um. Little Big Planet remasters. I remember that. Yeah, all the PS Vita versions. They've only the versions. they've only made Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and the Resistance on the PSP. Yeah, they're PSP developers. But for their first like sort of big title, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not up there with like God of War and that, but like, it's not up there. But it's a really good job. Like, you, 
to be picky about this sort of stuff, like when single play games are in a position they are, where like a lot of studios are neglecting single player for like multiplayer and battle passes and battle royales and cosmetics and DLC, like not DLCs and microtransactions. It's like every studio not doing that, we have to cherish pretty much. Do you know what they should do? Because because they made Uncharted Golden Abyss, they should remaster it for the Uncharted Feeds collection. Have it like properly like rework remaster that game and make it like a little DLC, but like free. Because no one cares about Golden Abyss anymore. But that is a really like potential game. As a PSP exclusive, Golden <coughs> Abyss was like so solid. It was one of the best Not PS, PS Vita. PS Vita, yeah. It was one of the best PS Vita games. Easy. So that Gravity game and... Gravity Rush. I kept on seeing that on the store, but I was never tempted to buy it. <laughs> it was a really good game. Yeah. I got that feeling from it, like it looked good, but... Didn't really seem like it was sort of my thing. I'm guessing you weren't into, like, anime back in the day like that? Nah. Uh, was it an anime game? It's, a, it's an anime-style game. Anime-style, yeah. Well, even then, it's still sort of not my style. Anime-style games, like... I don't really play, like, JRPGs or anything like that. You ever play like, Final the... Fantasy? Final Fantasy? Nah. Never could get into Final Fantasy. It's fucking boring. You, like... You see, like, one enemy, then you have to go into, like, a little quick play event. Yeah. I know how they, like, work. It's like a... Like, um... How it goes. You... It's like Pokemon. get into an event, and then you gotta take turns. Turn-based, yeah. It's fucking yeah, boring after a while. Not really style. It's kind of cringe as well. Mm. So, like, what other like huh? game genres do you see yourself getting into? Because, like, F- like we said, FPS games have sort of been shit lately. I reckon I'm gonna get start giving um the Kingdom Hearts series a go. Oh yeah, like platformers. Kingdom Hearts is a platformer, right? It's an RPG. JRPG, I think. JRPG platformer sort of style, yeah. I'm try I remember them being. The I remember the games being a platformers when I was playing them growing up. Good thing I didn't pay attention to the story at all. It's it's like it's it's multiple like drummers because you go to different worlds like different Disney worlds and Square Enix yeah. worlds and like you go you can go to Toy Story World and then it turns into like a open world playground basically. Like a open world. So it's, it's, it's kind of mixed in a way. Yeah. But it's Which definitely not a good series I would, I'm trying to get back into because when I first played it, what's his name? You know who, your cousin, he forced me to play it and I didn't, he played, he forced me to play like the second one and I didn't know what I was doing and I just didn't enjoy it. Just had a bad time. Yeah, it was like, what am I, what am I doing? Why is there like, why is there this anime, anime guy helping uh, Woody and Donald Duck? Yeah, that's one thing that's, like, super off-putting about, like, those sort of games. Like, it's seen Anime Man next to, like, uh, Disney character. It's just so off-putting, like, you know, it's like, there's another game that does that for something else. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, like, um, Sonic. You seen Sonic? How... Like, you'll have, like, a Sonic the Hedgehog and his pals, you know, like, 
anthropomorphic apple uh, animals and they go around walking on two legs and then you got like fully accurate 3d human cgi models next to them it's like it's just yeah. so, it's so off-putting like looking at that yeah sonic 2006 was just like that yeah that's exactly the game i was thinking of like looking at gameplay for sonic 2006 i was like what the hell is this that game like, was nothing. so hard when i when i played it on xbox 360 yeah i don't think i played the gameplay but i saw the I saw gameplay. It was. You ever seen those like um a bridge sort of fan dub games? Yeah. Like not games, what they just like Game Grumps. Yeah, where they just voice over the gameplay and the cutscenes and <laughs> just ad lib everything, just make it up on the fly. Yeah. Those videos are amazing. Sonic two thousand six like had so much potential. The start of it was like really good. The first level then, just got cringe. Yeah. Would you get back into Sonic or Which one? Uh just serious. Like have you played Sonic Mania? Yeah, I finished that already. Yeah. Is that like canon or is that just not I don't think anything's of... really canon anymore. Because after like well modern Sonic is I think the Cause Sonic Mania, who was that produced by? It was made by like it wasn't made by Sega, it was made by a different company, but like I remember, like, it sort of seemed... It started off as, like, a fan-made sort of thing, and then it just picked up Steam, and then Sega gave the go-ahead. Sonic Mania is just the um, first three Sonics. Yeah, development. It's, just um, re it's a remastered version of the first three Sonics. Yeah, he was... Uh, the dude that made it was this Australian programmer, Christian Whitehead. He was, like, a big member of, like, the fan game community, where they were, like remastering like old sonic games and like uh just making fan games like just for the community just because they could and then like they got picked up by um they got co uh, contracted by sega to do some stuff and then he got on board with sonic mania and then sega was so happy with it i think they just released it yeah, that, like, that's a good way to get into the game industry. Like, that's a good way to get a job. Yeah, it's also a good way to get copyright struck. <laughs> but Sega, they haven't been good at all, especially that last Sonic. It's trash. Sonic Forces. Yeah. Personally, for me, I like, really couldn't get as much into the Sonic series. Like, the gameplay just didn't really work for me. The old ones were amazing. Sonic Adventure 1 and yeah. 2 and... Sonic Generations in colors, they were they were the golden ones. Yeah, Sonic like Rising personally World. for me, personally for me, like I couldn't just get into like the you know the fast paced two D gameplay because like, they, I felt like you just held down right on, on the joypad and then every once in a while you have to make an adjustment or like dodge a spike and, I don't know it just felt kind of like just, I didn't felt like you just didn't really have to do much input to play the game. Hmm. Which kind of felt speed me. in this game as well. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Sonic is speed. Have you actually even been playing anything besides Halo? Um, I've been playing, like, uh, this PC early access game. Got, like, really drawn into it. What is it? Yeah. It's called, um, Timberborn. 
Timberborn is an indie game. Yeah, it's an indie game. So, um, basically, it's a game where you build a civilization, stuff from scratch, and then the catch is you play as beavers, and you there's no humans around. There's like ruins of like ancient human cities and shit. Is that like Age of Empires? Like Age of Empires in a way, but you're just building your own little city, like isolated. Like over the last, like I downloaded it like about, I'd say like around after August, so like around September, probably a bit earlier than that. And I've gotten 520 hours played so far. Who told you to play that? A YouTuber. Uh, I think I just saw a YouTuber playing it and I was like, fuck, that looks fun. And then I started playing it and then 500 hours later. I think I'm better than the YouTuber that I started watching. Oh, I'm 521 hours into the game. Bullshit. I can send you a screenshot right now. 521 hours. That's nearly more than your whole Siege career. I know, it's nuts. (laughs) Like, um... What does it tell you, like, how when you started playing? Because I didn't start it that long ago. Why is it so fucking addicting for you? Oh, no, this is just, like, my type of game. Like, it's just... It appeals to me in a way that other games can't. Does it have, like, that... um, That Farmville mechanic where, like, you have to wait for your things over time? To, like, well, replenish? Nah, not really. It's not like a forced sort of loading time. It's like a... The biggest wait in the game is waiting for your resources to finish getting made and you have to actually, like, look after the process. So, like, you know, you'll need some, like, logs to build a dam or something because these are beavers, right? And you need to make sure that the beavers have enough logs. If they have enough logs... They'll build it immediately. If they don't, it takes forever. So you gotta like get the supply chain going. Pretty much, it's like a supply chain logistics game. The logistics is the fun part of it for me for some reason. So do you have like, like ages setting as up well? Like ages from you start from the Stone Age and you eventually upgrade to like the industrial then modern. Nah, it's not really like that. It's more like um, pretty much. It's like a sort of, I wouldn't say medieval, but it's like beaver punk, <laughs> like cyberpunk, but for beavers somehow. If like beavers were designing things. Is it free? Yeah, it's, no, it's not. Um, let me check the price. But the fact that I got like, it's like about $32. It's who, early access, who but I've this? got my money's worth. Uh, let me see. Um, developer is called Mechanistry, and they've only ever released this game. So this is like their first game off the bat. Do you reckon it could work on PlayStation Five? Nah, definitely not. Unless you play it with a mouse and keyboard. That's why I think PlayStation Five should get mouse and keyboard support, so it opens up to these kind of games. Wait, what's going on with your PlayStation 5? Um, money. 
money, so you actually found one. Um, I could farm one, but every time that I do come across one, um, I need the money because life, like my car needs fixing. Um, <laughs> I had to pay pay for plane tickets the other day. Um, there's the rent money that I pay every fortnight. Are you actually finding one uh, within like fuel is like two dollars a liter over here? That's just crazy. I had to spend like ninety dollars to fill up the car yesterday. That's bullshit. Yeah. So corrupt. Yeah, like, and at the time too, like when I was real, I was like really like hyped for PlayStation Five. Like, um, I was having like a lot of dentist work done at the time, and that was setting me back a fair bit of money. Are you actually looking for like a the one like within seven hundred to eight hundred? The price tag? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because didn't you say you're going to buy the digital one first? I want to... I was going to buy the disc version, but because the disc version is basically impossible to obtain, like, I'll have to settle for getting the digital version because that's the way that I've sort of been going lately. Like, have you, have you been... You buy discs all the time, don't you? Yeah. For games. You get physical copies. Well, for me, it's a bit the opposite, like... I've been getting less and less physical copies because of like the convenience of just logging on to PlayStation and then just buying it. I know, but like for me, it's well, it's more like a Steam personal or... thing because you know, we, could you remember the time when you used to get a new game when you were young from EB Games? Yeah, well, Video Easy or whichever place you went. And it's just it's cool having the cover. Feels yeah. good. It's really good, but I feel like in a way it makes. Having like a physical copy of the game sort of can dissuade you from playing some games that are like stored away. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, if you have a. Like, if you're playing a game, like, I don't know, let's say Battlefield or something, and you got the disc inside and you want to switch over to another game, yeah. if you have it downloaded, like, if you have like another game that you want to play but it's downloaded, as opposed to like a digital co a physical copy. The f digital copy you don't have to like swap around the discs and change like change it out and put it back when you're done and look after the disc properly. You can just switch over. You don't have there's like no maintenance to having a digital copy. You know, you gotta look after your physical copies as well. Do you know what I've noticed recently? Digital copies are just more convenient. Overall. I've noticed recently that when a when a game when you want to buy a game for PlayStation Five on disc or PS Four is or if, when you want to buy a new game for yourself, it's a, it's it's cheaper to get the disc version because you can look around to find like a cheaper disc version on like say Big W might be cheaper than EB Games. It, it always is cheaper than EB Games. Yeah, that's why I get it from Big W. But if you want to buy the online one. The online ones always set at a at a price unless it's a sale. Yeah. So it's like if anything, it's cheaper getting disc. Steam, Xbox, and some Sony are the only places you can. Well, are the only sort of reasonable places you can get your digital games from. And there's but still yeah, you can go to the, the Epic Store or you can like find like cheaper things. But like with PlayStation and Xbox specifically. 
like through PlayStation and Xbox themselves, that's the only viable option. In a way, but it's still so, expensive. But then you know, what's your other option? You get a disc, um, disc copy for, like cheap from Kmart or well, not, Kmart doesn't even sell them anymore. New release PlayStation Five games are oh, good EB games. Are eight, the eighty dollars a bit from Big W, and then they're like a hundred to one hundred and ten for EB games, and then there's hundred online. Yeah. For new also games like having, yeah, also like having digital games. It like it increases the profit margin for like companies because then like they don't have to pay for like disc copies and like shipping them out and like having them like you know getting shipped to different countries on boats using that fuel and like all of trucks and trains and all over the country well, it sort of skips that whole yeah. distribution and logistics problem just by having like the person buying the game just download it like you know the whole logistics process it gets skipped over when you buy shit online that's an advantage to having things digital. So I think companies prefer digital as well. I, f I think they wouldn't mind that much, but like as long as they're buying, you're buying the game, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The whole logistics makes it cheaper to like distribute games when you have a digital. That's all I'm saying. It's like... I don't think no one's ever mentioned that before. With digital games? Because, like, in the end, you need to have, like, a truck driver driving around, using up fuel to, like, deliver, like, copies of a game to, like, your town or city or whatever. And it's, like, fuel and money and time being used, and it just makes it everything more expensive overall, and then you get digital, it's just, you just download it straight away, it's, like... But isn't that the point of, like, game stores like EB Games? Yeah, EB Games, EB Games, they just handle all the logistics and then... Because if, if anything, it's bad for them, digital games. Yeah, digital games doesn't work for EB games. And if anything, but I reckon EB games is going to close down soon. If EB games doesn't, like, significantly change up their entire way of doing business, they're going to go under. Well, most of the... We've already had, had like, 150 around Australia. The local one down here closed down last year, and... In essence... Yeah, last year it closed down. We had like a fucking funeral and that. And then, um. And now, like, I, I give it. I give it two years max before every single EB Games is closed down. I feel like. And, like. The thing is, like, EB Games is, like, kind of super important for people playing digital games, you know? Because it makes, like, places like Target or. Kmart or anywhere willing to sell them like Harvey Norman or JB Hi-Fi it makes them like we lose like a dedicated sort of video game um like stores you know like that can only hurt video games because you know these stores they sell other things as well like you know like you won't be able to find like like a really obscure indie game sort of bit of merch at like a Harvey Norman now, will ya? Like, only EB Games will have something like that. Funko Pops, I do not care about, but anything else, like... They made a... They have a partnership with um, that 
What's it called? That it's like Zing or something. Yeah, Zing. They're partners now. For poor yeah. city creations. But yeah, like it's the same as Blockbuster and all that. Yeah, Blockbuster wasn't able to change in time. Now, why they wasn't able to, that kind of confuses me, because... Netflix? Like, but like, um, Blockbuster closed down pretty early on, and Video Easy was just barely able to manage to hold out. But with, like, Blockbuster, like, and Video Easy, like, seat, like, DVDs and CDs were still, like, in popular swing right up until, like, 2000 and what? 12, 13, 14? It, everything closed down to about two years ago. Two, yeah, two years ago, every, everything closed down. All of the Civic, Video Easy, and Blockbuster. Yeah, we still got Netflix. like a, we still got like a little, um, how would, how would you say it? Like a, it's like a little, um, a little section. vending machine. We got like a little Video Easy vending machine here where I live. Yeah, those things have always been around. That's the only way I see, like, video easy, like, around. Well, it's just convenient having Netflix or or getting the, like, a, buying it from, like, a subscription place because renting a video specifically for, like, one night, which is is mainly, like, the Friday, the Saturday nights that you get go to Blockbuster to get, like, a rental, like, the new rentals. and But, like, it's expensive to do that. It's like, I don't know, it was like five, was it five or six dollars for one night rentals? And the weeklies were like one dollar? Yeah, well, while it is cheap, it's like, in terms of like value, Netflix just outclasses it completely. Yeah, it's basically like, free in a way. Because like, the pay that you'll need for what? The amount of money that you were required to, like, rent out, like, 10 movies from Video Easy or something could, like, easily cover, like, a Netflix subscription. For one month. For, like, a month. So, like, economically, Netflix is just better. And if you want the latest releases, there's there's sites like Disney Plus and, like, um, Amazon. They have all the, release, the newly releases as well. Actually, yeah. I'm not quite sure where, like, to get new releases that are released just after the seminar, that after they come out on the movies. Yeah, the, pretty much the second that they pass that um, theatre sort of um, span, they just go straight to, like, Netflix or... It's, the thing is, though, is that we never get movies here in Australia. You mean, like... Like, on, in, on time, at least. Ones. Especially on streaming services, like... um. Like, over in Australia, it takes forever for, like... Especially when you live rurally, not... In the cities, it's fine. But when you live, like, far away from the city, you, you're waiting, like, months for a... Like, a... Like, for a movie to come out in cinemas when, like, people in Perth got it, like, almost immediately. Oi, that happened to us recently because... No matter what, we've always had... We've always had, like, the... The newest cinema movies that, like, were out in in Perth come, like, the exact like straight same day. Away. But now, since, like, the start of this year, 
when the movies started to open up again because the movies were closed for nearly half a year last year down here. Yeah. And when they when they opened up this year, um, when Venom Two come came out, I was gonna go watch it. Then I it wasn't even out. Then I waited like I just forgot about it. And then the month the next month came and then it finally came out. So it took a month for Venom Two. And that's the first time that this ever happened down here for, like, a new release. Yeah. Well, I think that's, like, a sort of um, approach that companies are going through to prevent piracy. I think it's just because of piracy. Because um, the second that they hid in cinemas, people try to get a hold of, like, the best quality that they can get. Well, after, and... like, the first two weeks, you can easily find a HD copy. Yeah. But then, like, um... They're really tight on it because, mo- like, a movie employee could, like, easily just, like, take a copy of the movie and then just distribute it on, like, you know, websites and shit, but, like... That's a problem because people are missing out on when the actual release date of it. So, to prevent that, they go through this whole thing where, like, there's, like, a master copy and they all, like, get shipped to Perth on, like, the movie release day. Right? Yeah. So, you know, the big cities get their movies first. And then over time, the um, it just moves from town to town. It doesn't, like... The movies don't just get shipped to every town immediately. It goes from town to town, and then they, they use, like, specific software to, um, to, like, download the movie from this master copy. And they set it up so that it can only be played on, like, certified equipment. So that there's no way you can play it on, like, any old projector. You have to have, like, a brand-specific projector that could, like, play, like, the master copy that, you know, the distribution company sends out. That's a whole big, like, complicated process. But, like, they, they go through all these steps to stop, like, you know, their movies from being pirated, like... But it still doesn't stop them, but... Like, you can all- in the end, it doesn't stop them, the pirates, but can you stop the pirates? You can't. Yeah, they put too much effort on that because when, when Endgame came out, the next five days, there was like already HD, the HD version already up. Yeah, I downloaded like a real shit copy because like the spoilers were bad, man, because like... Like, I already got spoiled on like major plot points of Endgame. And I was like, nah, this is shit. Oh, might as well just, like, get it over with. Watch, like, a shitty, like, cam- hand-recorded copy of Endgame. And then as soon as a good copy comes out, we'll watch the shit out of that. And then, like, not even, like, a day later after I watched the shitty, like, hand-cam version. The fucking good version. Like, this really HD good copy of Endgame came out. And I was like... Man, so you're telling me all I had to do was just wait one day? Do you remember the fucking theory <laughs> videos in the Endgame? Like, the last week before it came out, all those time travel theories and stuff? Yeah, okay, so I knew it was going to be a time travel movie ages before the game, uh, the movie came out. That was so because obvious. Because I remember... I remember I was watching this leak. Like, um, watching this YouTube video about, like, a leak. And the way that... This was, like, months... Like, not months, but years before Endgame came out. Like, before Infinity War came out. That's how old this leak was. And in this leak, they were describing, yes. So, 
Um, Ant-Man's like trapped in another dimension. Um, he gets released and then like, oh yeah, Thanos succeeded with his plan and um, the Avengers go back in time and it becomes like a time travel heist movie. And like, this was like, I saw this in like a post on the internet randomly, like at some point during like 2015, uh, 2016, 17. I think it was like 2016, yeah. yeah. And I saw this post, and I was like, you know, I'm going to save that onto my phone just in case it was right. And fuck, well, you know, it was 100% right. Yeah, That I, post, I it's that. like, that post was like saved away in my phone. Um, I've got to go through like thousands and thousands of photos to like find it, but like it's somewhere in there. If I find it, I'll show you. I didn't, I'm pretty sure the... Those time travel scenes where they go back to 2012 at New York, they they got leaked years ago of, like, the actors in the original uniforms. Yeah. Like, about, like, a year and a half. Like, after Infinity War, like, the suits got leaked um, not that long afterwards. Yeah, and people people were thinking, wait, that didn't happen in Infinity War. Where, where, do, where was that scene? So and it was usually Endgame. Endgame. I think they weren't. They were in like green screen, like those little black dot suits, CGI suits. Yeah. But they had their helmets the same and stuff. I remember watching Endgame with um. As soon as it came out, the the night when it came out, and Trick and Trajan were there. I remember watching Infinity War. I remember that watching that when it came out as well, and that was like one month after I moved to Perth and like I was late for like the first fucking 15 minutes because I wasn't really good at driving around Perth at night around that time so I didn't I didn't really know anything besides like the main road from Guildford to the city yeah I figured I'd drive around Perth pretty quickly then the next year I was just basically a master of the of the road I knew everything yeah tearing up the streets with your pee plates I fucking hate Perth traffic it's horrible (laughs) Yeah, Carafa traffic to car, park, car parks around here just horrendous. I hate it. That's what you should do if you like to work. Display in the traffic. Yeah, but like on a, on a country, small country town. It's driving to the shops. That's the issue. Yeah, like the shopping area around here. It's the the parking and the design and the layout. It's horrendous. I think there's a real problem with this country town with drivers, like. People in Esperance, specifically, like, old people as well, they drive like fucking retards. Like, they <laughs> they drive so slow. And, like, it's not even being safety slow. It's, like, below the, se- the speed limit. And, like, most of the times, I reckon most of the old fellas, like, after 70, I reckon, need to redo a driving test that includes an eye test as well and an awareness test because... The amount of accidents they're going to cause just by going slow is just fucking horrendous. And plus, like, I, I was like, I was behind this cunt yesterday, going down the eighty zone, and he was doing like fucking twenty, doing twenty. He was an old fella, and then took him that long to, like, when he was going left towards the give the giveaway to turn left, the giveaway was at least like twenty meters. Like the you know how you get the straight road, then you got the left hand like. Uh, the left hand, um, 
Turnway, a little yeah. separate box. He didn't go in that box. He went until we go. He went. He went right all the way up to the straight road and then turned left, on the actual bend of the left hand giveaway. So he so he went all the way out there just to turn left instead of you're supposed to go. You're supposed to like drive into the left. He did like a fucking. Like a half circle was just to turn left. Like he he turned left like a fucking dickhead. Like that's not how you drive yep. around here. And like even, even like uh, middle aged people around here. Like the the way people are driving Esperance are, this is slow. And it's it's not safety. It's just slow. I think it's just drivers in country towns in general. Yeah, and then they go to Perth, and then they fucking they they most people in Esperance have a cry when they have like a problem in Perth because it's just too much like, for them. <laughs> yeah, I remember talking to Dad. Like he told me, he ref- absolutely refuses to drive around in Perth because he just can't handle the traffic at all. And him growing up in like a country town, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, he doesn't like it. But sometimes you just gotta have you have to if you wanna learn. It's the only way to learn but, to do it. But then um, I jumped in the car with Uncle Marshall, and then I was like started driving around in his Commodore, and then he was like, "Oh, you drive like you live here." <laughs> Who? Uncle Marshall, he told me that. Yeah. It's good. Because you, be, you have to be efficient. It's, it's better to be efficient than slow. Yeah. I hate efficient. cunts who go slow. I fucking hate them. Oh, you hate driving with Nana then. Oh my god. She drives like 70, about 60 kilometers in a 70 zone. But that that's not even being safe, but that, like, how is that being that's- safe? <laughs> it if you drive that slow because people like what if someone's just not paying attention to what's in front of them i know like and then like you're going like 16 to 70 zone and they got like cruise control on or something and then they look away they look at their phones for a second they've been dickheads or something and then boom you gotta you've been rear-ended yeah that's what people like, don't realize you have to be efficient when you drive and you have to you have to follow the speed rules it's all right going like, like 5k's under the speed limit, but like yeah. 10 or 20s is ridiculous. That's my 10 is game. like where I draw the line. If you're going 10 below the speed limit, it's like you like trying to annoy people, aren't you? And if you go on that slow and you're an old person, that means you have to retake your test, I reckon. Because most Sounds old like people, you know how old people, how those old people drive, they, they sit right up and they lean over and they try to look over the road. Yeah. That's how most of them drive because most of them are blind. I might, I might make that a martial law. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how martial law works. Just to fucking get everything more efficient around here because the, the way people drive is retarded. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. And they go like, to Perth and they complain. Yeah. I've, I remember being told by a driving instructor because I was like, one time I was trying to make excuses. And they were like, if you can't drive here, you won't be able to drive anywhere else. Because, like, we were driving in a different town because there's, like, a town not that far from where I live. Poor Headland. And we went there for my driving test. No, not Port Headland. Robin. And, um, from where I did my driving test, it's, it's like a different town. I'll, driving around in a different town is always, like, a, it's always, like, a bit, like, new at first, you know? Like, yeah. You gotta get used to it. Like it's not something you can just get used to straight away. 
So I jumped in the car, was in this different town, I told the instructor, yeah, um, just a heads up, I'm not really that used to the roads around here, so it might take me a little while. And then she told me, if you can't get used to driving around the roads in a different town, then how are you going to drive around when you get your full license and you're by yourself, like... What, are you angry you about Because you drive around in heaps of places for the first time, you know? Was she trying to teach you a lesson, or did you, did like, you understand? Like, trying to be... Oh, I understood what she was trying to say, like... If you don't understand the fundamentals of driving, then like a different town shouldn't be an issue. If you understand the fundamentals of driving, then a different town should be no problem at all. So you agree with her? Like in a way, yeah, she had a point. I thought I thought like, you were gonna give her a cheek. Just <laughs> nah, it's just someone gave me useful advice. That never happens. What do people ever fucking? Give you fucking useless advice? <laughs> like, people tell me, like... Like, some people try to tell me, like, how to speak to girls, and I just tell them. Because, like, I'm single, and, like... You know, people just go ahead and assume, like... <laughs> yeah, you have trouble talking to girls. And it's like, it's not that, it's just that I don't really want to be in a relationship. And then, like, they try to give me advice, and I just, like, say, huh? <laughs> yep, and then just agree, and, but, like... I wouldn't have any trouble getting in a relationship, it's just that I don't want to. Do you know what my... Like, you ever just get advice is? that you just don't want, you know? Do you know what my... The worst advice I've... I think is? What's that? Telling... I think it's... A, it, telling someone to just be yourself around girls is a trick question. Because... It's like... <laughs> it's a really trick question, like... What if... They don't account that, like, you're shy or you're fucking... What if... What if you're like a fucking psychopath? Psychopath. So yeah, yeah. I'll just be myself, alright. I think one thing I'd do... One thing I figured out first, right, is that... If I was going to give advice to anyone looking for a relationship... Well, first off... Be good friends with them first. <coughs> like, being friends with someone... It makes it easier. You, makes it so much more easier. Like, it's crazy. Like, if you can just get along with them, have a conversation with them, a casual one at that, like not worry too much. You're already, like, ten sets ahead of everyone else, you know? Like, make it so that they're comfortable around you, you know? Don't just... Oh, I see a sexy girl. Just, and then just go straight for it off the bat. Like, nah, just be friends with them first. I think... I think the... The one of the things that most people don't realize is that once you actually do get a girl, or like you manage to to get her number or anything, or hang out with her, you realize how easy it was after you do it, and then like you realize, oh, I could have just did this ages ago. Hmm. That's a lot of people don't realize because they wouldn't even know how easy it is after you, you realize it after you 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 get with a girl. Yeah. It's a bit different, but, like, some girls are picky. And also, like, one of the biggest rules, too, as well. Don't be ugly. Yeah, like, that's a weird one. It's kind of, like, condescending, but it's, like, it's got a point, you know? It's, like... It's kind of mean, but... It's kind of mean, but, like... Girls are girls. You can't change what they go for. They like good-looking people. Guys like good-looking people. 
I know some it's girls like, have like really like ugly boyfriends. Yeah, I've seen that before. So yeah, that 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 should really boost anyone's confidence. And if if you're yeah. struggling, so what I think is right. You see, like a chick with like a ugly boyfriend. My first thought is, wow, he must be fucking hilarious. He must be rich, no. or he. The main oh, thing he must rich. be really good. Oh no, unless well, she's dumb. he's just really good at. Well, she could be dumb. Yeah, that's one option. That's always an option. It's mainly all the bogans like, I see that like that in that situation. But like, one thing that people don't realize is that like. Well, one thing that sort of took me a while to realize as well is that um, some girls just like don't have confidence, you know. Like even if um, they were to, even if they were like still, you know, like somewhat attractive, like they were good at talking to people, like like oh, sometimes I just like sometimes like their just confidence is sort of. Like, I always sort of viewed myself as the one with, like, you know, sort of less com confidence, like, you know, with my relationships. But then, like, sort of the more I've talked to girls, the more I realise that, like, oh, wow, they're just normal people, like, they view relationships, like, similar to how I do, like. I think the hardest Cause, thing like, is I always. Yeah. Like, securing it, like. Trying to get the next step after, like, you do the, the small talk and that. Yeah. But the trick is, I like, don't get stuck in the small talk at all. As well, like yeah, you, you just talking forever to, with this girl. You, you eventually you, have you to try and flirt. You can't do that forever. Like just talk about the weather. Yeah, like if you just if you do like the average small talk, like you're talking to your mate, it's just gonna become friends. You have to like put, you have to leave like a little hint. Like you have yeah. to like try to get her emo. The best thing to do is try to get her emotional and like try learn about try to get her to open up about. More of her emotional side or something. That's the best yeah, way like, I think. Yeah, like, ask her questions. Like, ask her questions. Like, seem interested in her, you know? And then, like, yeah, and you it'll do. become emotional for her after a while. And, and, like, and if you do that, you don't even have to do, like, the cheesy flirt lines afterwards. The cringy flirt lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it only, trust me, it only works in girls who are really drunk. Also, like, really easily amused by that sort of shit as well. Yeah, it doesn't work on, like, most people. If, you, if you're if just doing it to, like, a sober girl in the middle of the shops, it's like, what? Like, how did you thought that was going to work? Yeah, it doesn't. It literally doesn't. Like, pickup lines are good, like, when you're messaging girls, or that's how, like, how you try to go about it. It's good if you just want results straight off the bat. If you want, like, a girl just... In, like, you know, you want to speedrun that shit or something... Yeah, pick up lines. I reckon. Hmm. Because, like, that way you're intense, like, immediately obvious. But, like, you know, if you want to, like... If you want to, like, not take it slow, but, like, you know, you don't want to speed run it or anything like that, don't want to do Tinder or anything, then, like... Then what? Then, um, just, like, being friends with him and making good conversation and just being, like, a good friend to him. Like, that works pretty well. Hmm. Depends if, like... And also, like, you know, if you don't really want to follow through with the relationship. 
Well, it's all right if you just want a one night stand. Like, you're still friends, you know? It's like, if you don't really feel like it. Yeah, that's the best thing. Like, sometimes it's better not to have a relationship. Sometimes it's better just to have a bit of fun. Yeah. It's honestly better, unless, like, she's the perfect girl. <laughs> and most girls, I reckon, mo- most girls our age are fucking picky. They, like... Most girls our age, and when when we were, like, 18 and stuff, they used to always, like, go for the older guys because the older guys were set up and stuff for, like, houses and cars, and most of them were, really yeah. like, the first couple of years into their mortgage, but that just attracts them because they know they fucking own something. And, like, that, that just pisses me off, honestly. Like, just girls that just go for guys that just have things. Well, especially when they're our age. Well, but girls don't date dudes their age that's sort of like it's very rare for like a girl to date downwards as well like you ever heard of like a 20 year old dating like 20 year old girl dating like a 18 year old guy yeah that doesn't happen doesn't happen very often but I'm and talking about like the girls like, who date like say so you're 18 and you're dating like a yeah, 24 like reverse it around. yeah reverse it right then you got a scenario where you got like Twenty on year old dating like eighteen year olds will fucking have a lot. He feels like going. I know it. It, it's, it doesn't matter like personally, but like for us, it, it personally tries to get girls our age. It's just fucking annoying because all the old fellas just kind of fucking come in and get them. But now, yeah. now the fact that we're getting older, which means it's our turn now. <laughs> the, the roles are reversed now. <laughs> yeah, and all those average, all those girls our age can get fucked now. Because most of them are picky as well, like, they they really like it if you're set up or, like, you're fucking fit or something. That's just annoying. Like, the thing is, though, like, what girls look for in a relationship, I think it's, like, at the very beginning, like, it's very different from what, like, a... So you have, like, an 18-year-old girl... What an 18-year-old girl's looking for in a relationship is very different from what an 18-year-old boy is looking for in a relationship. I think an 18-year-old boy just wouldn't mind. doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, like, when I was, like, 18, I definitely wasn't thinking the same way I do now. I've, like, changed so much since, like, I've graduated. In what way? Like, just, like, mindset in general. Like, the way I approach doing work, the way, like, I think about girls, like, the way that I've I've become friends with people, like everything in general, it's just completely different. Do you do you miss school? Mm, can't say I do. I miss like hanging out with my mates. That's about it. But then I've realised like, what I find this is pointless what, school. What I find that most people, what most people end up missing, is the social aspect. Yeah, like that's, that's the social the part thing. of school. Running amok. Yeah. Like, hanging out with your mates, running amok, like, just having a good time. That's Fuck. the part that everyone misses. Not, like, the, the schoolwork. Like, the schoolwork, honestly, I could never see again for the rest of my life, and I'll be happy. Oh, I, I have a real problem with year 11 and 12. Year 11 and 12 was a huge waste of my time. I Like, the best thing about it was the trade course thing that I did, but... 
apart from that, we didn't always do trades. We had, like, those other fucking average subjects, general subjects, like uh, maths and English. So the problem about the 11 and 12 for me is that I did um, the trade B and C thing for those two years. And then um, after we do, like, our, our Pacific trade... Um, guess we call them subjects throughout the day like after lunch you go to mass or english in general there's a problem with that because year 11 year 11 was all right but we still did mass and english but then year 11 no year 12 we they got rid of mass and then they made us do english and for english we were fucking doing we were basically doing short essays for like shitty little fucking Australian movies. Um, instead of, like, doing, like, important stuff. It's just a waste of our time. Like, who the fuck cares like, about short essay um, retrospectives on fucking shitty little fucking um, like historical movies, movies? Huh? Like, historical movies or, like, You're movies not. that English teachers find interesting. We, we watched Romper Stomper. The Australian racist movie to try to understand the races. We did, we watched those that some homeless fucking Sydney movie of crackheads, and then we watched. Um, we had to choose our. We had to choose. We had to write like a fucking a novel, like make our own novel. And guess what I fucking did. What you do. I basically copied the first fucking um, part of Skyrim. Not Skyrim, fuck. I just did Skyrim and I got a fucking, basically an A for it. And everyone, the teacher was impressed, but then someone, some, someone, I heard someone say, wait, fucking, that's, uh, what's his name? Uh, he, was, he was about the to Lord. say that game, but then he couldn't remember the game. And then I eventually um, got the teacher to fucking move on without that cunt spoiling it because he was going to expose me for the fucking copying the whole fucking first script. Man, you should have done, like, The Witcher or something, like, that, like, everyone knows Skyrim, everyone knows Witcher, but, like, less people know Witcher than Skyrim. Yeah, I literally started off with, like, um, you know how, oh, you're awake and stuff, or finally you're awake, you know, when you wake up in Skyrim and the, uh, what's his name? you wake up, Elfric or something. Yeah, Helgen? And he's just like, hey, you're awake, so you were caught in the ambush when you tried to leave the border or something. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Then, uh, then I think, and uh, the last year before that, I did a first. I did the novel, the thing of um. You know, Dragon Age Inquisitor. Oh yeah, I did I that. Play that I called. I called <laughs> the short story Inquisitor, and no one, no one knew about that. So I got. I did that one pretty good without everyone, anyone. Oh yeah. At all. You got like Skyrim's like way too obvious. I reckon you. It's way safer to just do like. Something like, like Mass Effect, or yeah, no one knew about Dragon Age Inquisitor, so that was so easy. Like yeah, you know, you gotta pick like some obscure game, like pick an indie game. Like no one will know about that one. Papers, please. <laughs> Fuck man, we used to run a mark in Year Eleven and Twelve. Year Eleven and Twelve was like. Like, people that started it, and they used to run amok, but then eventually, towards the end, like, everyone just started getting, like, 
don't know, they started to get more serious and stuff. Like, they started to realise that this is it. We just do this and we're finished. Mm. But fuck, I used to hate Ulna. Oh my god. There was this one maths test in Ulna where it was measurements or some shit about, like, a garden. And it was fucking impossible. It was like, for Ulna, I think you had to get, like, an 85%. It was either yeah. 85 or everything. And that fucking last maths test was really fucking pissed me off. It took me like two goes to do it. And and the fact that I didn't get it, because like we're learning about like a subject I didn't fucking... Like we, we probably wouldn't have learned about the subject since like year nine or eight. So like how am I supposed to fucking remember this? Like they just, they yeah. hand you an older test and expect you to fucking do it. I think like what kind of worked for me right with the whole the way that schools approach doing those like assessments and shit yep is that i was a bit of like a knowledge sponge but like do not ask me about something straight after i learned about it and then like if you yeah like if you back then right if you asked me if we just learned how to do like a formula in class and then like you asked me like a day later i'll be like huh what the fuck i don't remember that shit at all I know, they try to make it like, fucking hard. But then, like, a month later, for some reason, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you're talking about that formula, and then I'll be like, know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's the weird way that I've sort of learnt. Like, I never really, like, was able to fully comprehend something immediately, but, like, you asked me, like, a month later, after the fact, and, like, weirdly, I'll be able to, like, no, nah, yeah, it's some, this is how you do it. That's My the memory fucking just the most annoying thing for me, because, like, well, I've realised basically um, at the end is that what they what they tried to do to us was try make us remember every single formula, but now I realise it's so easier. It's it's easy to know things with the formula. The formula is, is the main thing you have, like the, the the tutorial on how to do things to find like. Um, yeah. Whatever it is, like trigonometry or fucking any of that, it's so easier now that it's easy when you get the fucking formula on how to do it. That it's basically just working out. But like the the things they were trying to do, they were trying to make it. Some of the things in older were fucking trick questions. Like what yeah, the I hate fuck? Why, what did they achieve? The what do trick questions achieve? You know, it's like, huh? You've achieved the fact that you tricked me, like. You were trying to trick me and you succeeded. Like, I didn't read the question properly. Ha, huh. you got me. I'm a fucking idiot because of that. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Like, trick questions don't actually achieve anything. I know. it. Like, you eventually you realise the right answer afterwards when you get it wrong, but it's just a fucking pain like, ass. But then, like, huh, they worded it weirdly, huh. Like, they're trying to trick you on purpose. It's like... It's such a dumb way to approach, like, teaching. Like, I think that's what... Teaching on a fundamental level is just wrong in, like, pretty much most places around the world. It's not, like, an Australia-exclusive thing. It's, like, an American-exclusive thing. It's, like, a... It's almost, like, a world-sort-of-wide-exclusive problem. If anything, you're wasting time for people to learn important things. Especially important things in life, like... Year 11, and specifically year 12, the main things you should be learning about happens after life, like a, a house loan or things that actually help you in life instead of doing English short stories. Yeah. 
fucking pisses me off. And like specifically for our trade, we didn't have any maths for like year twelve. They got rid of maths, and maths would be like a, it would be like for measuring all that and for what we were doing, it would have been like essential for our trade. Yeah. Like the thing that I noticed because I did uh, Sparky, like because I'm doing a Sparky apprenticeship, right? Like, I never learned anything about electricity outside of when I was just doing my Cert 2 and TAFE, which is, like, the bare-bones high school certificate. Like, I didn't... Like, during science class, I never, like... I learned, like, oh, electricity is just, like, ions or electrons flowing through shit. It wasn't even ions, but that's what I thought back then. And, like, we never really went into depth at all. So, like... If you want to become a Sparky, you don't get those skills from high school. You get those skills from TAFE. And it's like, all high school does is just set you up for TAFE. And, like, I feel like fundamentally it's, like, that's not, like, a huge issue. But, like, overall, it's, like, it all could work better. The whole system needs to be reworked. Like, the way that schools, like, approach teaching, it's, like, they're more focused on having you memorise things and do it in a test rather than you actually learning it. Yeah, me- that's the main thing, memorising. Like, most people can't memorise shit. Like, like I said before, I memorise shit, but, like, a month or two after I actually learn it. I only memorise stuff like, I want to learn. And, like, that's another thing, too. Like, if I don't want to learn it, I wouldn't want... I just don't. Exactly. If it's fun, I'll do it. But if it's not, if it's boring, I won't give a fuck. Did you have, like, a favourite subject? Well, I I used to be one of the fucking... Oh, my God. Year year 10 in science. Oh, my fucking God. That was your shit, eh? We had, um... The first half of the year, we had um, a different teacher than the second half. We had another teacher. The first half was good because we had this bloke who we used to call Chuck Norris because he looked like Chuck Norris <laughs> and that was easy biology we used to run a mark anyway and then we had this fucking um, she's either South African or European or something she was about fucking late 50s and she was just a fucking like strict bitch and like this like after year 8 yeah, yeah, around year eight, I was I was really into like fucking physics and quantum physics and science and all that. So, yeah, like year eight, my old school Monbury, I, I was just like, oh, uh, sir, what about um? There's like this one question that um, he he was talking about um. Uh, nothing can bend this certain type of metal. Then I bring up super superconductivity, and then he was like, oh wait. Yeah, you're right about that. I forgot about that one. And then, then yeah, I've always, like, used to watch the fucking Discovery Channel, read books and all that. I didn't even have YouTube that much until, like, year 10. And then, then for year 10, we had this bitch. She was a fucking... She was a bitch, the old bitch. And, like, the stuff that we're doing, we're doing... I think we're doing thermodynamics, dynamics, what it's called? Dynamics. Slash physics. And, um, it was just basic shit, like, 
it was the basic stuff, the basic bare bones stuff. Like we learned a bit about the history and all that, which I already knew. And like how, like we started off with rockets and like how rockets get acceleration and fuel and how they, how like how they work and stuff, how the physics of like things fly. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure I everyone would have learned that in year seven or six, but for some reason we're learning that again. Well, people forget shit, especially fucking high school kids. Yeah, I know. And then, and then for some questions, for the test, um, I basically did all the tests right, but then when it came to, like, fucking... Well, there were some little kids... Well, there were some kids who used to run a market, like, you know, just fucking talk all the time, and she used to get angry, but, like, I didn't really do that much. But, like, when there was questions, like, she was saying stuff, like, things that what she was saying were correct using the old like Newton's physics and stuff but but then then she didn't she never talked about the other types of physics like um not even quantum physics like fucking like Einstein and all that yeah well like the thing is that with teachers like they can't cater to an individual student Mm. Like, and that's like one of the big problems at school in general. Like, they ha- it's like they have to um, like make it so that anyone can understand it. Like, you're not being catered to. You you have to like learn what everyone else is at at their rates. You know, it's like I know, but there's the, here's the bullshit thing. But is like. She was saying stuff about that type of physics, but then I bring up the advanced physics, then I eventually got into quantum physics, and I was right. Like, I was right in every way. Even even using the old theory of physics, I was right using the, fun, the new ones, the new, like, quantum physics and stuff. And then she, just sort of and then she got angry it. about that, and then throughout the whole fucking... the next... the end of the year, she basically just gave me an F. She literally gave me an F, because I was fucking... Because I was right, and she didn't like it when like when I talked off about saying like saying all the like about quantum physics and all that. Because she didn't like that at all. So she basically said, "Oh, on the report card, you were talking too much and stuff, and you were you were being you literally said she was being I was being disrespectful." Which I yeah. Eventually afterwards, like for our After last two final ch- test, like I knew I was doing good, and then she marked him like bad. So I just fucking gave up. I didn't give a fuck. Like, what, what, what's the point? What's the point? I feel like one of the biggest things that's just sort of, like, demotivates you the most in school is, like, when you, like, know for a fact that you did well. And then, like, you know something. But then, like, a teacher or, like, someone else is, like, completely, like, disregards it. Like, I remember when I was in year 11... Like, I just moved to this new school. And I was in this science class, right? And, like, because of, like, my results, like, from the last school, like, my results weren't that great, but because I didn't hand in assignments. Like, I did all the classwork. I did everything that I needed to know. I paid attention in class. You know, I wasn't, like, a rat bag. I wasn't staring up the teachers. I was just a student, like, just minding my own business. 
And if it wasn't for me not doing my homework, my grades would have been so much more better. But because of my grades were bad, you know, they sort of dropped me down a couple of classes. Homework was bullshit as well. And doing homework. stuff like on deadlines as well. Like, yeah, like homework completely, like fundamentally, like just I can't do. Like I get home and like I just immediately just begin to unwind. Like I don't want to like bother myself like with like the outside world anymore or school or wherever the responsibilities are i just used to play playstation or go to the beach i didn't give a fuck that's all i need to do like yeah like i didn't want to bother myself with anything that's like that i didn't find fun or enjoyable so like i'll just not do homework because that's like stress and like you know it's just stressing me out for like no good reason the only time I did worry is like the final exams of year 12. But those are the ones yeah. I, I actually, I had to do. Like everyone final had exam. to do. You mean um, owner? No, like the final, the final like things you have to do for your subject, for your trade and all that for year 12 to get like a, to get a good grade. You had to get over That's... a C grade. I don't remember something like that. So how, how would... For year 12? To graduate? Yeah, like, we did, um... Yeah, for me to graduate, seat. all I need... Because I did, um... TAFE. All I needed was a certificate 2 from TAFE. And then they'll pass me with that. Yeah, we we had to do that as well, but... We had to do TAFE as well. Like, every uh, Wednesday, Like, yeah, you gotta get, like... For me to pass, I had to get one, the minimum... Grade for every class... I'm not talking like, about TAFE. A certain amount of like, oh no, but like for school, for me to pass school, I had to get like a certain grade for each class. Like you know, I had to get like a, I had to get the minimum in C and the, uh, had to get the minimum in um, science and math and yeah, whatever class I was doing. And then on top of that, had to get a certificate too from TAFE. Yeah, yeah, but there was there was two separate things. Like that's what I mean. TAFE With was HR, like his own thing. Yeah, with ATAR, like the university courses, like not courses, but like the university curriculum, I feel like that was sort of more like geared towards, I feel like that's always been like a bit more geared towards, like that's what we did um, exams and all that sort of jazz for. We didn't do it for, like, the general classes, the TAFE kids, you know, the ones that didn't, wasn't really the brightest. We didn't do exams. We just had to get the minimum grade in a Cert 2. The ATAR kids had to do exams to pass because they didn't get their Cert 2 in the end. Yeah, there was a there was a different thing about ATARs because most of them, they had, like, different studies compared to us because we, what we were doing in our subjects, we were basically... Fucking hard to explain. We for our trade thing in school, we had to get a cert two in TAFE, but TAFE was like its own separate thing. Yeah. And then for school, like to get your actual high school graduation thing, you had to get a C in English, and then the actual course. Because for our course, we didn't. We went to TAFE once a day, and then the course was like built into the the other side of the course was built into the school, and that was made up of like um subjects about like 
facts, like the history and all that, and like we we have fucking we had to do these stupid fucking little um like PowerPoint presentation things, which were fucking oh I used to do my head in, cause oh yeah. like the graphics of mine were fucking amazing and all that, cause I used to use I used PowerPoint for like making thumbnails, so I had all the fucking graphics look professional and everything. Like every, everyone else has had like a fucking background, and maybe a couple pictures on the back with a different type of font. I like had the bare I, yeah, I had a, I had mine all fucking animated and all that. Like people were like, what the fuck? You can do that with PowerPoint? Yeah, I had I had everything animated, like particles coming out of the fucking um Writing of the fucking background. backgrounds, and and the pictures were like were constantly moving and stuff. And everyone was like, holy shit, this is yeah. professional. But then the actual like learning bit about it was just fucking a pain. Yeah, like, learning about, like, like, um, technical design. Like, when you're just doing that shit for fun, it comes to you so easy. But then, like, you learn about it. It's like, you're doing it in class. You're like, you want nothing to do with it after that, you know? Yeah, that's why for pra- the practical stuff was the best thing about year 11 and 12. Yeah. That was the only the good thing. Theory stuff. Then the OHS stuff and all the fucking... The regulations and that, it was just bullshit. So, yeah. And then I like, have, to, have to do it again for like almost every work, you have to do the OHS bullshit again. And TAFE, yeah. of course. I don't get surprised by that. Like, I expect it 100% every time. I know, it just does your heading when you have to constantly do it. For, for TAFE, for the. So, I did it for first year in TAFE in 2016, and even the start of 2017 for second year of TAFE in school I had to do it again and then as a con uh, yeah as a, as a concrete I had a little bit more and then after that I went to TAFE for like about a year or half and then I had to do the whole fucking electrotechnology fucking OHS which is just the same for everything else for that I had to do that again then I do it again here fucking water corp and then now, what I've realized for year 11 and 12, you know you know how we, did you do it for like, those two full years, they amount up for like a cert two? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fucking fraud because it, a cert two takes two months, uh, six months to do in TAFE. How? But they have you do it for two years, yeah. Like, looking back at it, I could probably finish that whole cert two in a, in a month or two right now with the way I am right now how experienced yeah. I am. But like, the way they extended it over two years just for one Cert 2, it should, it should be at least two Cert 2s. I feel like they were really milking it, eh? Like... <laughs> I know, they literally like extended it out like a fucking... It was just way too much for like the the stuff we were doing. And then eventually, at the towards the end, they, it started to pick up like with... Um, it started to get more like fucking... more work to finish, to graduate. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking there's so much problems with like that. And then even before doing that trade course and that for two years, year ten was a problem. I think this Espen high the Espen's high school is just a big problem. Oh it, the, it's really fucked. It's not just Esperance, man, it's like every country town. Like the one the craft the high school here it's fucking doo doo, like the way that, um, like, the sort of school approach things, like, it was, uh, I suppose looking back on hindsight, like, 
It did seem worse than it actually was, but like, you know, at the same time, it wasn't a good experience. The TAFE here, though, is pretty bad, like, they took forever to, like, sort us out. So, like, I'm a third year now, just about to turn into, just about to go on to my fourth year of the apprenticeship. Yeah. And we've only started doing, like, super important courses for instrumentation, which is, like, my entire trade. So, like... I'm a Sparky and an Instrumentation, so I'm two different trades. They're two different separate things. Yeah. And the Instrumentation one is what we do for like 80% of our job, and the rest of the 20% is electrical, right? Yeah. So knowing that, you think, oh, well, this Instrumentation stuff, since they do it more, they should learn it straight off the bat, right? No, that's not how it went at all. Like so the Instrumentation... The instrumentation part of the TAFE was not set up at all. Like, they literally had no resources for it whatsoever. And the, the original plan was for us to fly to Perth. And then we get to Perth, and then we learn it in, like, a dedicated facility, and we just do that over the course of the apprenticeship. But then, due to cost-cutting, that got scrapped, because they were like, uh, this is kind of expensive. Then what are you supposed to do, then? Exactly. We did nothing for up until our third year. So you've literally just been like working as a normal worker, basically. I've been learning. I've been working as an instrumentation worker, but here's the catch: I wasn't learning instrumentation at TAFE at all whatsoever for the first two years. So what to, what were you doing at TAFE? TAFE? Just logical, but like electrical is twenty percent of our job. Like, could you imagine like only learning like? Because, like, what would you say your trade is? Water industries. In industries. Water, like, industrial water, right? Not industrial. Water industries. Like water, water industries, right? Water operations. Not right? like your trade name, like, water. Like, an industry is not a trade name. Water operations. Yeah, water operations, right? So, like, you're a water operations technician, right? You go around, you fix up, like, water imagine only learning about like 80 percent of your job at tafe like in the third year of your traineeship at a fall it doesn't surprise me like that's how it was for us like a lot of like the fundamental aspects we've just sort of like picked up over the years just from hanging out with the tradesmen but it's like we didn't learn about it officially we learned about it for the tradesmen and like you learn it we learned the job fine and then we just realized once we got to the tafe and we actually had a instrumentation lecturer and they were actually going for it properly then we realized how much we were missing out on because then we thought we now we're good we're learning it as we go and then like to find out that like there's so much more to our job than we realized like and stuff that we should have been learning like way before we actually started like it felt like we got done way dirty did COVID even impact it at all uh in a way i had to redo like ac theory in TAFE because like AC Fury is hard and we couldn't do it online no we couldn't do it in class we had to do it online and doing it online is really was really rough for me I don't learning online is not my style at all do you know do you know the best thing I learned about all that stuff in my cert too what's that I, just, I used to watch YouTube videos afterwards <laughs> and that was the best think, way yeah fucking hell so good YouTube videos on the subject or just like watching 
XQC or PewDiePie or something. No, honestly, legit, like those science, those science channels, the they Indian are really blokes. good. <laughs> it's like a secret hack. That those bot. Indian guys save my life so many times. And it makes it enjoyable because I like watching YouTube, so it's easy. Yeah, it's it's digestible for you. It's a little it's shortcut. Like yeah. Fuck, we better we better end this. Um. Yeah, it's gone off the wall. I don't know how long it's gone. Podcast one thirty six. One thirty six minutes and that's basically it. That's the end. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, don't buy Call of Duty Vanguard. Whatever you do, evil. So, what are we even gonna do e- in the next podcast? <laughs> talk about shit. We can just talk about whatever. I think we'll start like, off as with long like, as it's interesting. But it, that's what it comes down to. We should have like a game that we can both play, and then we can review it like at the start or after this first segment. Well, I'm gonna finish Ghost of Tsushima soon, so. Ghost of Tsushima. I was playing it the other day, but I was like a couple of drinks in, <laughs> so like I got like, I was just running around killing people. It's <laughs> like I wasn't finishing the story. Yeah, I told you not to fucking play it. You you said you were gonna go play Ghost of Tsushima, but then, I told you because I you said before that you were on like the final little like mission. I'm in the last. I'd say I'm on like the last hours worth of story. Yeah, there's no point fucking playing it when you're drunk because like that's like the main thing you you want to like. You, no, but I wasn't playing the story. I wasn't playing the story. I was running around slicing up people. Oh, that's good. If you're playing the story when you're drunk and like. You know, experience the story while you're drunk. There's no point even playing it then. Well, it's not like I can't like remember shit after I finish drinking. Like, if I play a story, like while I've been drinking, like, if anything, I'm gonna enjoy it more because like some of like the best, like, I remember like coming out, coming back home from a night out, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna like watch a TV show, like or like an anime or whatever. And then, like, I sat down and I remembered, oh, I need to finish this show. I sat down and I finished the show, man. It was, like, drinking, like, kind of <laughs> made the story better in a way. I don't know. For Sounds some reason, but... might. Yeah. But, like, it's not like it ruins the story for me. It doesn't. Well, I would rather, like, say, play God of War sober. Yeah, but like way. you get you get like a certain amount you get like a certain enjoyment out of playing the games out of playing a game while drinking. It's it's mainly the story focused games that you have to be sober on. Yeah, I guess, but like Especially one like it's a new game that came out, like uncharted. The thing is though is that while you're you gotta do it after you finish drinking, not while you're drinking. When, when playing you like multiple Oh, man, uh, we were playing uh, Rocket League drunk, me and one of my mates, and it was like one of the best gaming experiences I had in a long time. Fuck Play man. Rocket League, man. Nah, they fucked up the newest update from PlayStation 5. It's like it's fucking 29 FPS for some reason now. Yeah. I don't know, there's something wrong with it. I, I remember... Well, report the bug, and then hope they fix it. I remember you... Anyway. What's his name? You, Gab, the other mates, the other two mates... They were, I was playing Russ, and then you you guys were playing Siege, and you told me to jump on Siege, and I, I wasn't. And you didn't. I wasn't fucking sober. Like, this is this was like the start of this year. Oh yeah, we 
just doing drunk siege and then and then like it was four of you and it was just me and then i joined and you're the only sober one and i fucking carried you hunts like well fucking but like that's games. not the point of drunk siege no but like you guys would you guys invited me when i was just playing rust yeah a out of nowhere and then it's like oh yeah i'll come join you and then I basically fucking carried you cunts, like, for free fucking full games. I got, like, 15 kills to 10 kills every game. Just top fucking yeah. bragging. But, like, when we were doing Drunk Siege, like, the other week, um, I was, as soon as, like, I got warmed up in T-Hunt, and I was, like, had, like, because I was on controller, you know, with the joysticks. Because I was playing, I've been playing on PC for a while, so I'm used to PC movement now. I've, I've fully adjusted to it. And then switching back to controller was, like, such a shock for a bit. And then to just, like, immediately... Like, not immediately, but it took me, like, about five, six casual games. And I was like, it's not working for me, like, controller. And then I jumped into, like, Terrorist Hunt. And I remembered, like, oh, headshots only. Because that's the way to go, like, playing Terrorist Hunt. That's the only way you can train properly. And then headshots only. After that, did that headshots only T hunt round, I jumped back into casual because I got kicked out from the lobby, and then I just played T hunt. And then I joined back in with the lobby, and I was carrying every game from there on. I got like 15 kills, three deaths at one point. I Not 15 kills, three deaths. Like, like about like 15 kills, four deaths, five deaths. I've never properly I've... tried to play games when I'm drunk. It's, just, it's never something I've done because when I'm when the, when I get drunk, I usually go out with my mates or just go to the pub. Like I never even worry about games. When I come yeah. home, well, my I'm mates, tired. My mates just all like um, drunk siege on YouTube, and they're like, "Fuck, we should try that." And then we did try that, and it was his fun. This is something I don't do playing games while I'm drunk. Like, yeah, I don't... you're there for the artistic experience, are you? Well, most of the time I don't even get a chance because like when I come back home after like a night out, it's late in like. And you got want to go to bed. And there's no point going to bed. I'm like, what, playing games? Like, I don't, I don't drink, I don't play games beforehand, or I don't drink beforehand, then play games. Like, when I yeah, drink, It's not I your style, out. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not your style. Yeah, like... Fair enough, fair enough. It, it would be pretty funny playing, like, um, some games. Like, yeah. Jet like, Set um, Radio. Hmm, I haven't played that. I've seen gameplay, it looks... Kind of funky. Yeah, I've been replaying the OG <laughs> one. It's wicked. Jets are right here. But, like, do you follow the um, the uh, composer on Twitter or Instagram or wherever? Yeah. <laughs> He's such a funny guy. I love him. Fuck, you should have seen what happened. In my one of my most recent videos on Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is the same guy from Jetset Radio, he was like, oh, this is a good video and all. But then um, he was like, he was trying to fucking... He was trying to accuse me of stealing... The soundtrack of the guy to use in the background video because oh yeah I know I know the guy who made this song and I don't think you approve of this so oh uh, not it wasn't the guy who made it but it was the guy who said that he knew the guy who made it yeah like why why are you gonna fucking that's so dumb like you gonna dob me in for that like fuck off like that's just petty man that's why I hate some cunts online. Gonna dob me in for a fucking news in a background soundtrack when it didn't get copyright in the video because I made it I made it um the volume Why? low enough to not get copyright. Yeah. So what the fuck? 
That's just dog. And then, and then you got like stuff like um, people who just straight up like repost, like anime clips or Family Guy funny moments or just like straight up the re-uploading original clips without editing or changing the sound. And then they get like millions of views, and then the video just disappears one day. And then <laughs> that's a- there's like, there's literally porn on YouTube. Yeah. And they want to worry about like, fucking all this shit that I do. I remember early days of YouTube, it was like, searching up like, um, like you just like, you go down the rabbit hole and then eventually you'll just find like a playlist of like, all sorts of shit that someone's made up and it's somehow gone under the radar and it wouldn't even be like porn or anything, it would be like instructional shit like medical videos or. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> like dumb stuff like that. Yeah, that that's that shouldn't be good when I'm getting copyrighted for like a fucking small little song or like a news and a trailer footage. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Hey, hang on. Just before we just before we end this, just on the count of three, I need you to clap so I can get this in sync. Yeah. All right. And put your hands up so I can see them. All right. One, two, three. There we go, because the start of it might be a bit different, because the audio might not record for Discord. Yeah, gotcha. Alright, that's it. That's you, know, you better have camera footage as well, because fucking... If I see it, if you upload it and it's only my face up, I'll slap you. No, it physically doesn't let me put my camera in. When I, when I try to put my camera in... <laughs> yeah, but like every me. time that... But every time that you video call, like, on the group chat or Messenger or whatever... You never show your face. Are you shy? You no. show your face in YouTube videos all the time. Yeah, I'm not shy at all. It's just that my but camera like, is fucked, bro. I've, have you seen the way when I type? It looks like I'm a fucking retard because my, my whole left side of the screen is fucked. Yeah. Well, show your face when you call people, alright? Nah, Everyone it's, thinks... It's privacy. Yeah. and, like, not Drell. Like, Gavinu and all that. They think, like, oh, yeah, your cousin's really shy. He never shows his face. I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> it's a privacy act 101. He knows what he looks like, but that's what he is. Just kidding. I've never met Gab in my life as well. And, and Shay... you met Gab. I've never met Gab. You said that you you told me once you've met each other in a club. Yeah, that was before we knew... Like, we never physically said, oh, hello, nice to meet you. I'm Ego Assassin. How you doing? Crazy Contents, I'm Eagle Assassin. Nice to meet you. No, we, we realised later that we knew each other. We saw each other, but we never formally like, like, fucking spoke to each He saw you other. like your Facebook profile picture or something, and then it was like, oh, I've seen him before. Yeah, was, of course it would be at library. <laughs> library? You used to go to library? <laughs> that was a shit back in the day when... Every, oh, it's still probably the fucking same thing. But if anything, Shay... If anything, he's the fucking the quiet shyest because I've, I don't even know what Shay looks like. You know, I've seen, like, I, actually, if I were to bump into him, I probably wouldn't recognise him even though I live in a fucking same town and, like, we're good mates. I don't even know exact, I don't even know a clue what he looks like, honestly. I don't know if he's black or white. If he starts talking, I'll be like, Shay, that's you? Yep. <laughs> uh, it's so weird because, like, I never see his face because, like, all his profile pictures, he doesn't show it. I just talk to him online on video games. I like, vaguely remember shy. what he looked like in high school. Yeah, anyway. Let's call it there. Catch you. So long.